So here it is, y'all. Are you tired of being censored? Shadow banned? Shit, are you just tired of creating content and making these platforms famous? Well, I'm asking you to support OTW2. It's the black YouTube. Why, you may say? Because our content is important and necessary. And because anytime we tell the truth, they shut us down on their platform. So we are behind enemy lines, so we cannot complain. We just got to move accordingly, smarter. So since we know many of our people won't just jump ship and go to a black site, what I'm telling you to do is don't post everything that is great on their platform. Give them purge people a 10-second snippet, a 15-second snippet, and make them come to OTW Tube and come check you out. Support black things or stop complaining. Because only unity, black unity, and black economics can change our situation. Wake up, y'all. OTW Tube is where it's at. Peace, prosperity, salutations. What's good, family? This is on the Wake Up Radio. And uh, we're about to uh, we're about to get it in. Let's go. This one I can do with the Jabada. I know get time I did that by my face calling me that bad man we know they wear a bad What's it come? Uh, do you want to go? Uh, uh, all depend. Uh, uh, take uh, 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 My nigga. What's it come? Uh, do you want to uh, all depend. Uh, they get it. Uh, ride the uh, uh, I know you. Guys, I'm not Make you say anything when you do, they must comment it. I can't come and keep myself. Say anything when you do, I did try to do to my way. I can't come and keep myself. Plenty, 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 so far we be rich. Just to make your money. Day. But my people can go say, I don't want to I don't want to I don't want to I want enjoy. I want job life. I want buy me I want build house. I still want to know. Let me tell me, money to What's it come? You are good, all the baby, the gallon, ride the book, I know feet, die not my nigga, what's it going? You are good, all the baby, the gallon, ride the women, I know feet. Different things, them happening, schemes and packaging. In a one line for shows, I'm juggling. Flow like the ocean, my boat, I'm paddling. Shout out Shina Bella, that's my bro, my family. Frozen dreams. When it comes to money, I they concentrate. Because I tell you you are not my mate. If you become a son, I'll be head of state. But my people then go say, I know one buy, I know one die, I know one family. I want enjoy, I want job life, I want buy motor, I want build house, I still want to know. What's it going to do? What's it going to do? 
penalty, my nigga. What's it gonna be? She walk on high, all depends on the girl. Riding with you, I know you. Oh no, I love you. Peace, prosperity, salutations. This is another week on the Wake Up Radio. I am the host, Yurima Karama. What's good, family? I see the family getting in. I see the family getting on. That's awesome. Um, if this is your first time rocking with me, make sure you go to the webpage, www.yurimakarama.com. Make sure that you go there so that you can uh, <clears throat> get my app, download the app, and make sure that you are connecting with my uh, nonprofit organization, uh, The Unity Walk at www.theunitywalk.com. Keep in mind that we have our National Unity Walk event coming up uh, January 22nd to the 25th of this year, and we will be in the home of Black Wall Street, Tulsa, Oklahoma. So if you can make it out for that event, please go to our uh, webpage, www.theunitywalk.com, so that you can uh, hit the link there to get your discounted tickets or discounted rate for your room if you decide that you're traveling in from out of state. Uh, also, on the Wake Up Radio, www.onthewakeupradio.com with Cindy Ashby. Cindy is behind the scenes right now making it happen for us. And uh, we are just appreciative for us, uh, for, for her work and the work that she has put in to make this platform available to us. We are so thankful. And also make sure that you are connecting with the Black YouTube right now, which is www.otwtube.com. So we got a special guest I'm ecstatic about this. We got a special guest. I'm ecstatic about this brother being on uh, because was actually able to, and I want to get, I'm going to get the brother on first before I just kind of go in. Um, yes. Uh, hopefully we don't have too many technical difficulties. It, it looks like it's, it came through. Um, looks like you're froze over here on IG, but we'll get that straight. Um, but I was able to get in contact with this brother or actually connected to this brother's page. I think uh, it was actually June of last year that I actually uh, there was somebody that was following me that I follow. And I, I was able to get a couple of his uh, memes that he put up. And it was really like a revolutionary vibe. Like I'm like, OK, this brother's of a revolutionary mindset like myself. And I, I you know, I wanted to really lock into that. And I started following and then I started seeing the work that that this brother was doing. And I'm just like uh, the 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 I'm always ecstatic when the the work matches the post, because you got some people that are that are good for copying and pasting and posting, but they ain't really living that shit. 
They got a good copy and paste game. They, they and they come up with some slick stuff, but they're not really, really living it. But this brother is really living it. And I got the proof that he's really living it because um, I actually have his products. As, as a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, he does black vitamins and I'm not. I mean, it's I'm not going to get my vitamins anyplace else. It's kind of like his vitamins are like the black woman. What do I mean? Well, I only love the black woman. So if I if I'm not with a black woman, I'm not with anybody. If I'm not buying his vitamins, I'm not buying anybody's vitamins. Like like we got the proof right here. Like, yo, like like right here. This is the C. This is the C100. Look at this. Oh, we got the zinc. Yes. With the brother's name on it. We got Ola Yinka's name on all of it. But wait, there's more. Wait, there's more. You got problems with Viagra? Hell, man, we got the male enhancement. Yes. Yes. Let's not sleep on any of this. And we got the multivitamins. Yeah. So without further ado, brother Ola Yinka, I am so ecstatic to have you on, brother. I think this is so important. This is actually not only important is not the right word, uh, Olayinka. This is revolutionary. Uh, what's what 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 is going on? What you are doing? Um, and I think that you know one of the reasons I wanted to get you on is because I I, I want it to be supported to the fullest. Uh, people should be supporting because we don't we we as Aboriginal Indigenous people on the planet we don't support one another enough. And what we do is we enrich the lives of other people. Uh, but then you have brothers like yourself who are actually doing real work. Um, and, and, and let me tell you something, your, your, your vitamins, I can, I can attest to the changes in my own body. I can attest. So this is not, this is not no BS. This is not no hocus pocus. Like I can attest to the changes. Can you talk about some of that? Yeah, so I I am, um, I'm Nigeria. I was born in Nigeria, born and raised till I was maybe 13. I speak uh, Yoruba fluently. I speak my language. Um, I practice my culture. I practice my tradition, you know, to the T, you know. So I am an official Yoruba man, right? Um, I came to America around like 14. Um, so I've spent about 25 years in America, pretty much. So I've spent about 25 years here. So I've, I've gained, um, fortunately to be, I've gained the experience of being on the continent um, and also living the experience of being a black man in America, right? So, and also having the conscious mindset, um, I'm able to navigate my way, understand like what it is, the, the mentality we have on the continent, the mentality we have on, you know, in America. And part of the reason why I was started my company is to bridge that gap, right? Um, is to kind of create that connection because my the vitamins uh, I and mean, the skincare is doing great on the continent. Like they love it. They love the fact that they love to see. Funny thing is that when they see that uh, our people on, uh, in America using it and benefit from it, they're like, "Whoa, we want to use it too because they're using it over there and like they love it." So I think we'll do good here. So the fact that our people here are, 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 are loving it kind of like, promotes it more over there. So they kind of love to follow the train. They kind of look they, they, they look to um, our people in America as to like, you know? <laughs> right, right, right. Doing over there? Okay, so maybe we could do it here. So, you know, so it's nice. It's nice. You know, you the one thing I love about you, brother, and, and make no mistake about it, I do love you, Black man. Um, the one thing I do is that you are unapologetically Black. And, and when I when I when I read your post and that's the I think that that's the common 
that's the key to the key common denominator between you and I is that unapologetically blackness and not being afraid to say it. And whenever I come in contact with a brother who's outspoken and not afraid to say it, I know that we are kindred spirits. Um, right. And so I want you to speak on some of that because you put up a post and uh, I would say you put up this post about a month and a half, maybe two months ago. It, I, it might not have been that far back, but the post basically said something to the effect that it would be us blacks in America that would be the ones to actually help free Africa of colonization. It was something to that effect. And I want you to right. kind of uh, to speak on that uh, uh, to a certain extent, because I do believe that the three largest black groups on the planet, which is Africa or Akebulon, black Americans and black Brazilians, uh, we make up the majority of the planet earth when you put all of our numbers right. together. So when we start right. talking about bridging that gap, uh, what does that look like, brother, from, 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 from your standpoint? Well, um, like I said before, I've, I've gained the experience of living a continent, right? And I've, um, I've also lived most of my life outside lived in America. Um, so I understand the tribe and the issues that goes on on both worlds. And it's, it's, it's different worlds, boys, the same issues. It's no different. There's different contexts, right? But what I what I did say is that which is so true, the consciousness of of Africans worldwide majority lies in America. Like your show tribes more because you're in America. It wouldn't tribe out much in Africa. You understand? And there's a reason for that, right? It's not because of lack of intelligence or lack of anything. It's just the environment is different. Right? And Environment is different because of 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 warfare. Right? I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna get into that real quick. So, living in America, you're always on edge. You, oh, you wake up in the morning, the cop could stop you. You go to work, right? You could get fired, right? You're surrounded by other groups, so you always have to kind of like be a chameleon, right? You always have to change. So it's it's a, it's a warfare strategy you you are born with, without even whether you realize it or not. You're constantly bombarded with a certain Type of warfare, man or woman, right? You're constantly bombarded with that. Now in Africa, it's similar. Don't get me wrong, but Africans are, are, are allowed to express their culture. They're allowed to. They speak their language mostly. They speak English in some cases, but they, they still speak the language. They still have the culture. They turn on the news. It's a black man. Although there's there's agents of Europeans. Who are, who are Africans killing and oppressing other Africans, right? But the, the point is that they're still, they're, they're not waking up to other groups. They don't have to kind of like um, change to, uh, to, to to be something else so much as as I have in America. Like, and there's a lot, the sense of more community and they're allowed to have a community. They're allowed to have family. Attack on family is not as efficient on the continent as in America, you understand? So a lot of propaganda is not as, you know, because the culture serves as an immune system against a bunch of propaganda and a lot of other things. So going to, going to my point, why I made that post, now because of the experiences of Africans in America and because they're so close to, our, to their enemies, sharpens their minds up and kind of made, made us in America a lot more efficient as to how we are gonna, uh, um, be free, really free ourselves 
like a man like yourself or a man like myself would not be made truly possible if I didn't come to America. I would not be who I am today if I didn't come to America and live. If I, if I was in Africa, I would not, I probably be conscious a lot of small intelligent conscious brothers and sisters in, in Africa and in Nigeria, but the experience, I, I, I could see the, um, the difference in, in our conversation because of our experiences, right? Because the whites in Africa are not the same whites in America. Now, example, if you go to a school or go to a, a, a neighborhood where there's whites and black, you notice that most where there's majority black people, like you know anywhere in, in America, the the whites in that neighborhood are usually nicer. They're very like uh, uh, in a political sense liberals. They will smile with you because you're the majority, so they don't want no problems, right? They might not like you, but they'll still try to survive with you. So now that's the thing in Africa. The whites that go to Africa are not like the same whites in America. They smile with the Africans. They, they, they hug them, they show them love, even though they, they're there to conquer them, right? And also with Africans, I, I didn't know anything about slavery till I came to America. I, I never watched, I never saw a, a, a movie about slavery. I didn't, to me, like slavery was like, when I was something like, maybe somebody did something menial, bad to somebody else. It wasn't that big of a deal. Until I came here and I was like, wow, this is really messed up, you know? And the kind of, um, and also going back to, I don't want to talk too, too long, but also going back to entertainment. We don't know, we, we think everything's like fun and games, but we don't know the effect of what we portray on ourselves on, on movies to the world, to our people in Africa, how it affects us. Now, coming here, I'm thinking like every black person in America, this is my experience growing up in America. I'm thinking every black person in America is like a rapper. Because that's what I saw on TV. I'm thinking every woman in America is out here trying to take your money or on the streets or something the men doing drugs, right? And that was just, I, again, that was just like what I've seen on TV. So then when we, I'm not saying that shouldn't, that shouldn't be entertainment, but we should also have another aspect of our image out there that shows us who we are. Now, coming here, there were Africans, Americans who showed me hell. But there were also many who also built me up and showed me the way and helped me. You understood? But I had to find my way. I had to understand because I was like confused. Like, what's going on? Like, this is not the kind of people I I saw on TV. Right? There's a lot of good. There's a lot of good. So now, when it comes to Africans in the continent, what hurts all of us the most is that we put each other in one group. Now, let's say I'm, I'm with you right now, and I'm I'm from the continent, and I talk to you. And maybe due to my ignorance, I don't know any better. I come to you and tell you, you know what? You do drugs because you come from America. You're like, what? You know, like you know, it's like, oh, all Africans hate us. But you haven't met all Africans. Like I, I cannot, as an African man, I cannot represent billions of people, right? The same way when I came here, I met a lot of African Americans who were ignorant, and I met a lot of who were really good. So. In my programming, I, I, I was like, you know what? The, the, the bad ones are like, that's who they are. But I had to break out of that because the ones that lifted me up and showed me the way and made me who I am today, you know, were really good people. And they love African culture. And they love, you know, who I, who I, what I was and what I stood for. So my, my point is this. Like, we have different experiences. But any issues going on in Africa, I could see it in America. Like if you look at the 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 the, the invasion of, of Asians in Africa, 
Look at look at communities in America. How many Chinese restaurants do we have? How many Chinese nail salons do we have? So, but I, I feel like going back to what I said, not to talk too long, I'm sorry, but um, Africans are cut off from the rest of the world. Like our experts in America, we we know our enemies. We, we've been through hell. Like we feel, I'm not saying Africans haven't been through hell as well, but it's not in the same context in terms of like we, we see them for who they are. Africans on the continent, they don't see them. And then, then they just, they, they go to the, the religious level is different. It's like, it's like the way they, they view whites and Asians, like they're gods, you know, not all of them, but some, a lot of them, right? Um, and, but it's not so much, it doesn't seem that way in America. Americans don't view whites, even the brainwashed ones, they don't see whites as like, you know, they might see whites as superior, but I don't see the see whites as like, you know, God level. You know, so that's why I believe that a lot of Africans in America need to be involved in Africa. They need to be involved in the social economics issue. They need to be involved in the political and economy because when, 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 when even as Africa, when I speak on these issues, uh, people are like, wow. People on the continent are wow. Like, you're so bold to say things like that to whites. I'm like, so? They're like, nobody. Like, why? You they're like, nobody's, you know? Like, stop looking at them like they're great, you know? Um, so, but... At the same time, on the flip side, I believe that, even though I do believe that Africans in America are the key, not just the African liberation, but the liberation of the of Caribbean and the rest of the world. But the intelligent ones, I do not believe Africans in America are the same. They're ones like yourself, brother, who have goodwill, who are strong, who are highly intelligent, who could understand what to do. And there are, there are those who, 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 are, who are whites themselves, right? Who, who just have a black skin. So when I say African Americans, I just I don't mean like every African American, like Marcus Garvey said, like some people didn't stay in America. We call them we huh? call them Europeans, brother. Exactly. So the same. So because we have enough of those in Africa, we have enough of those on the continent, right? We have more than enough of those. So those ones that have that uh, that that knowledge and that intellect to change and to help our people um, are needed desperately on the continent. Needed to connect because. I feel like people in America don't even know how how much privilege they have in Africa. Like, if you were to come into America, to Africa right now and they need you from America, they will, like, give you access to more stuff more than me. Like, they will want to embrace you more than I, because they, they know me, they're like, oh, you're Nigerian, we know you. Like, here, I'm like, you want to get to know me, you understand? So, Africans in America get more, way more privilege in Africa, you know, you know, and amongst the people and things like that. So, um, and also, the, the last but not least, I want to point, um, point out another thing is like, in our in our progress of helping the continent, we must not uh, go into it in a very imperialistic mentality. Because a lot of Africans in America, they, you know, because we've been in America so long, and I, I can test it, I've been here for more than 25 years. It is it is natural to take on that imperialistic mindset when when coming into the continent because whether 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 you no matter how smart or what matter how revolutionary anybody is it's impossible not to kind of take in some seeds of white supremacy without realizing it because we're covered by it so I think like the mentality to serve our people the same way I'm serving our communities around the world we have to come in the spirit of humility. You are serving because 
Africans Americans in America cannot be free without Africa being a power. And I and I saw said that before. Africa and the continent cannot uh, need to need Africans in America to be free. But Africans in America cannot be war power, cannot be in a position to tell the president, we want this and that until Africa is in power. The reason they can't mess with Chinese is because China is powerful. The reason they can't mess with the, the Arabs in America is because their countries are powerful. Now, if they was messing with the Arabs here, the countries would come to America like, what are you doing, right? Chinese don't, the, America don't want problems with China. They don't want that. So until Africa, Africans America could connect to the continent and get our people, and we work together in terms of getting our people in that right position, in the position of power that is, we will always be suffering here. So now, going to, uh, if you notice, we've done everything. We've run around, we've debated, we've, we've done everything, we've, we've marched, we've done everything in the book, and we're like, what's going on? We'll appeal to morality. We're like, what's going on? Why, our ancestors are not dumb. They've, they've prayed, they've done everything. Nothing works, but we've like, but when Marcus Garvey was going to Africa, what did they, they, they cut that off because they know that that is where the power is, that's where the resources is. So that's the only solution, right? So I'm, I don't want to talk too long, so I would like for you to uh to touch base on uh on that. <laughs> uh, no, no, brother, I, I appreciate that, and there are a couple of points I want to get to, but we have yeah. a quick infomercial that we have to do because uh, uh, this is a Cindy Ashby production. So we want to pay some bills. Give it just a second. <laughs> We're going to do this quick infomercial because because uh, if, if if I don't do this, Cindy's going to be on my ass because these are advertisement dollars that uh, potentially we got coming in. So but I'm, I, there's a couple of things I have to address. Give me just a second so we can get this uh, infomercial. And uh, yeah. Hey, Yurima Karama here with a quick infomercial, and I have a question for you. Are you tired of social media outlets that block real content? I mean, are you tired of your favorite internet truth teller getting blocked or put in Fedbook jail? Tired of making a comment and the algorithm quickly deems your comment to be offensive and takes it down? I mean, are you tired of making a post and a fact check pops up, making it look like your info isn't accurate, and then it turns out that the fact check is actually the lie? Are you tired of seeing white people get by with racist commentary or post and they never get blocked, but unapologetically black truth tellers are always having their videos taken down? Tired of having to wait a month or seven days or 14 days for your favorite social media truth teller to get their page back up because white-owned social media outlet owners take their content down whenever they feel like it. Tired of black people getting on white-owned social media outlets and finding out that the outlet is making billions of dollars, but you don't get one red cent of that money? Well, if you're really tired, then you should do as I did and make the switch. Yeah. Come on over to otwtube.com where your content and comments are actually accepted. Also, get the Eurema Karam app where you can stay up to date on real truth that lamestream media intentionally hides from you. Come on over to sites that accept you being unapologetically black. I mean, come on over to sites that love you being free to express yourself. This is why I took my aboriginal indigenous melanated ass on over to OTWTube, because I recognize the importance of freedom of speech. I recognize that I would be doing my ancestors a tremendous disservice if I stayed a slave on social media outlets that want to dictate what I say and when I can actually say it. If you're tired like I am, then make the switch now to OTWTube.com.
and get the Urema Karama app. Tap into the truth because that's what you deserve. I am Urema Karama and I approve this message. Yes, 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 yes. So, um, <clears throat> yeah. So also on the wake up radio, this is on the wake up radio. This is a Cindy Ashby production. I'm going to, I'm going to shout Cindy out every time because she's just a remarkably fabulous woman. And Cindy, uh, I just got to say every time, every time the last, the last two days, every time you spoke, every time you spoke, I melted. Every time you spoke, I listened. Thank you. And, and so with that said, um, so our special guest on the Wake Up Radio, I am ecstatic to have this brother on, Ola Yinka. Uh, you and I connected. Like I said, I think uh, I got, I started, I got on your page like last year and I keep up with, with, with all the posts that you put up. Um, and then when we had a chance to actually conversate on the phone, like it was like, OK, this brother it's always good because black men need to be coming together. And, and I'm just um, whenever good black men, strong black men come together and have those behind the scenes conversations. I just think it's 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 just absolutely necessary. One of the things that you mentioned and. There were a few things that that I want to that I definitely want to lock into. But one of the things is that I think that we as a people have to recognize that we've been tricked. And what I mean by that, you mentioned a point where you were watching like like and this is intentional when videos and movie footage is is spread out across the world and it depicts people in a certain way. And I've talked about this in my streams before, how we are depicted around the world in a certain way. On the flip side, on the flip side, I grew up and I'm sure many can attest that the only things that we learned about Africa was that people were starving. We saw these videos with children that looked like the bones were coming through their skin because they were dying of starvation. And there was always this Red Cross or some group that was trying to get money talking about feeding the children. And so that's the visual. So so you got a visual of us being pimps, criminals, uh, 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 streetwalkers. And we got a visual of you all being poor, uh, uh, hungry, and, uh, you know, laying on, on the ground with flies going around your head. And so, and, and, and I mean, we can, you know, I mean, just speaking truth, this European has played a devious game in keeping our people disconnected like that. I've talked to I've talked to some brothers and sisters that come from a Kebulon and they say that they are shown a video of us uh, when they are going to get their visas. They're shown a video of us and it's in the most negative light. And then they are told to stay away from us um, because that we can be problems for them. So many come to this country. Uh, Somalians particularly, they come to this country and they isolate themselves and they try to stay away from us because they 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 feel as though their their visa might be threatened if they if they you know interact with us. They've been shown these videos, so some of them are scared of us. And these are some of the biggest lies that have been presented to both groups of our people, and it has been done to keep us divided, to keep us looking at one another with skepticism and hate. And I think that, uh, brother, you and I could be, and others 
could be the 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 truth that unleashes that veil and shows what the actual truth is that we have actually been tricked and it's been a trickery put down by a more sinister uh, a demonic force and it's not actually us that has done that because we don't control the media they do so I I, I did want to make that point and and I don't know if you have anything you want to add to that brother as well yeah definitely definitely um I mean I can say I've never been hungry in my life you know I you know actually when I first came to America uh I remember like when I, I funny thing I was 13 and I was a skinny little African kid I, and I remember I was first time I was a white person and I, I started crying because I felt so bad for him. And my mother was like, why are you crying? I said, like, somebody, somebody must have did something to him. Because I saw hair all over his body. Remember, Africans, we're not used to seeing hair all over somebody's body. Like, I've seen him on TV, but, you know, back then, TV weren't so colorful. It was like, I, I haven't seen him in person. So I said, like, I thought somebody peeled his skin. And I said, like... What happened to him? I felt bad. And he, and he over there waved his hand at me, and I was like crying and crying. I'm like, this place is horrible because they're playing full, full skin. Like, he's white. So it's kind of funny. And I saw the snow. I was like, I got to go back. Like, But, you know, Africa is fun. And that's one reason why I show the videos of, of me being on the continent because it showed that we are living well and we are wonderful people. And also, not just that, not to say there's no poverty, of course, like any other places, but um, they probably show this, and this still goes on in TVs and image, this kind of images, and they weaponize them. But one thing I do want to point out is that, so we do have communities that do play into that role. Where we do have some people in America that do play, that do, that do um, carry on that image of gangsters and thugs. Whatever this, we have some people in Africa who are starving. But I feel like because they bombard us with those kind of images, they take away our humanity. Example, like right now, the take now now we I, I I see another brother being like let's say uh, a gangster so to speak. We don't look at the fact that easy or did he, did he have enough resources growing up? There is there did he have a job? There is after is there a, a psychiatrist a psychologist? Like, like we don't think about those kind of things when it comes to our people. We don't think about what can we do to elevate our people in these conditions when we come to Africans who are who are poor in our continent. We just like throw them away because like, oh, we don't want you guys to be our image. You understand? But we don't talk about how we kind of create jobs to uplift these people. So I've seen some people in the hood who will just, who will kill you by looking at them, right? We have seen some drug dealers. I've seen some people like, but I just feel like we should be in a position, not in a position to uplift these people from their condition. At least the ones that can be helped, you know, from their condition and not allow the tricks of this like, demonic trick to like isolate them because we don't want them to be our image. Like again, I'm this is my experience. Um you know it took me a while to kind of get to who I am today. But I just feel like we need to reach out to our to our crack addicts. And I mentioned that in my post before we, we need people to to open up rehabilitation centers. We need psychologists, we need psychiatrists, a lot of us need mental, you know, mental support. So those kind of things are needed. But like you said, it's all tricks, man. Like, it's all tricks to take away our humanity from us, you know, because we don't give us, we don't give each other um, um, a sense of choice. Like, when, when a white boy goes around shooting people, they talk about, oh, he grew up with no, with no father. How many black kids grew up with no father? 
he grew up in a rough neighborhood. Because they give each other humanity. They don't take it with their humanity. But us, when it comes to us, we got to be like Jordan. We got to jump off 10, over 10 feet. We got to run like a spinning bullet for us to be special. We have some people who are mediocre in our community, and that should be okay. We have some drug addicts, but they're humans too. They're somebody's father. They're somebody's sister. They're somebody's mothers. So we got to bring back our humanity because these people are trying to take it away from us. You know? So that's just my point on that. Uh, and coming to this country, one more, one more point, uh, coming to this country, they give Africans the privilege of staying. You know what I mean? You guys Africans, you guys are different from them. And that is not true. If any, I would challenge, because I, one time I, I said when I was young, I was like, any African-American could go on the continent right now and they would disappear. Because first of all, they think Africans look a certain way. We look different. There's different Africans look different, right? So uh, we're all the same in so many ways. In the real culturally, I've seen even the rap, hip hop, in our music, and I, I could see the African in us coming out. But you know, so I'm, I'm gonna let you get to the next point because I don't wanna like dwell too much on that topic. You know. Okay, I got you on, brother. And before I'm gonna, I want to go to, uh, I want to go to a couple of clips. But one, I need you to answer this, right? Because you are a brother from the continent, and right. I have this. And some people have have said that I have stepped out of bounds by saying this. However, I, I I need you to answer this, and 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 however you answer, I'm not I'm not offended. But I have made this statement. I have said that there is not a white person. There is not. And, and I'm talking about me specifically. But I have said I have said black people in America. But I'm going to talk about me specifically. This is the statement that I made, that there is not a white person on the planet. There is not an Asian person on the planet. There is not an Arab person on the planet. There is not an Indian person on this planet that should have more access to Africa than the Africans that live there and my black ass. I should have access to more of Africa and Africa's resources than any European, Asian, Arab, or Indian on this planet. Yay or nay? Yeah. So, so what, so, I, so I, I don't understand how can that be uh, an issue. That should be a, a conversation. I feel Africa is our birthright. You know, whether you were born in Kansas City, whether you were born in Alaska, if you're black, Africa is your birthright by nature. So there is no other group. I, I, why was that even an issue? I don't understand. Because Asians are not in Africa. You can't go to Asia and say that, Oh, I want access to something. They will, they will never allow you. Even if you speak the, 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 the language, even you could be the you could be the best singer. I'm gonna give you an example. They have an African brother. He speaks uh Mandarin or and he's a great singer. The Asians in the in, in that country, they stopped them forever being to stardom. You know why? Because it was not Asian. They protect the language, they protect the music, they protect the culture, they protect anything that belongs to them by natural right because they don't want any kind of wealth of theirs that should be going to their children going to you so then anything that comes to us if it's hip-hop if it's rap i don't care how good a rapper somebody is if you're not black it's not yours for the taking the same way 
when that uh um uh, the other guy the the black guy you know the, the, that was uh singing uh uh cowboy thing that was the rodeo thing and then he was gonna be no, yeah, yeah, yeah i mean whatever issue he has but he, he was black and, it, and 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 what did white people say what are you doing you know, this is not your generation like right because by them they're trying to protect their own whatever they call their own right and any group does that arabs do that so no matter how good you are even you if you, even if you're better than any arab in, in what arab do they would never let you get to the top because you're not arab so black people lack this sense of self-preservation now all our resources all our oil all our gold all our land all our trees even the animals even the animals to so the birds to the insects on the ground belong to africans now africans in america uh, should not allow these people, Asians, Latinos, whoever they are, to be in Africa and have access to this thing. When I say not allow, because a lot of Africans over there on the continent will feel the same way, but they lack that uh, that connection to people here. You understand? That, that's what, if you notice on my page, a lot of Africans on the continent on my page who love it, who are ecstatic that somebody's speaking out, but there is nobody else that's connecting to them because now they're surrounded by, by Negroes, like you said, who shut everything down. So now that's why we need those of us in America to kind of connect to those. So, so basically going back to what you said, brother, like I don't know what, what, what the issue could be in terms of, they should not even be in a conversation in terms of Africa. They should not, based on our history, no group, Africa should show this door to every group. Just like, let us develop, let us do our own thing. And I see us making trade. I said, like, a lot of African-Americans do not even need to move to Africa. You can stay here and take the vacations to Africa, but Africans need to be trading, making trades with uh, Africans in America. That is what black power is. That is what black connection is. If it's shea butter, if it's cooking oil, even if it's anything, salt, sugar, we should be trading with our people on the continent. And, you know, that's, that's the other thing I'm, I'm, I'm working on. Um, just creating that bridge uh, because that's where the source of power really is, you know. So, but I don't see how could that how that could be an issue. I, I'm totally for that hundred percent. I totally agree with that hundred percent. I don't know why any I don't see why any black person can be bold enough to say a Asian, a white, a, a, a Latino, or anybody else to have access to African resources, but you can't, you know. Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, I, and, and I, I, I wanted to. I mean, it was it was easy for me to figure out, but I I I, uh, I I knew I hadn't made a misstatement. But I wanted. I figured since you were on, it would be great. Um, here's two things because he, uh, um, as this as this broadcast has stated, African governments are still selling out its African people, and um, there there's two things, Ola Yinka, and I, I we'll take a listen. Uh, the one is, and I want to go here real quick. Uh, this came out in uh, this came out ABC News. China says providing vaccines to almost forty African nations. China says it is providing COVID nineteen vaccines to nearly forty African countries and describes its actions as purely altruistic. Altruistic. Now, this uh, came out May 20th, 2021, 10, 19 a.m. Um, 
that's extremely deadly. That's extremely deadly. So, so, and then, then you have this, uh, and I'm going to see if I can uh, share the screen over here. Uh, let me see screen share, boop application. Okay. Then you got this, let's take a quick uh, listen to this and then we'll talk about it. Hi everyone. I hope you're doing great. Uh, first of all, please bear with me. Um, there's a little noise in the background, uh, but actually this is an emergency broadcast. Okay. And all I can ask of you is that you help me to share this video as widely as you possibly can. Today is Sunday. And on this very day, the so-called president of Nigeria is jetting out of France to Paris for an economic summit on Africa. An economic summit on Africa to discuss the African economy post-COVID. Remember, for people who do not know, Pandemic economics is very popular with the colonial powers. Whenever there's a pandemic on the continent, it is always an opportunity for them to continue to enslave us the more. Because these pandemics provide them the opportunity to ravage our economy. And once the economy is messed up, the next thing you hear is that they call our presidents, their agents, they summon them. And when they come, they tell them, oh, you are so poor now. This pandemic has taken all your money away. You have to borrow from us now. And then if we give you this money, you're going to pay us this way or that way. And the cycle of doom and slavery continues to go on and on and on. A generational curse that just needs to be broken now or never. Look at Emmanuel Macron hosting an economic summit on Africa. A man like Emmanuel Macron is gonna save Africa? Really? Emmanuel Macron, the number one agent of the colonial powers, the wicked ones who have refused to let any single French colony in Africa to breathe till this day. Are you aware? I made a two-part video to this effect. Are you aware that our French colonies in Africa are still paying colonial tax to France? The British colonies are not even exempted. They do their own in a different way. They pay colonial tax to France. You have to pay us money for colonizing you and showing you the light that we didn't see before they came. That's the argument that we are still holding on to in the 21st century. And yet the Westerners will come to teach us democracy and teach us sense, and we accept and allow them to do it. Are you aware that French colonies in Africa are compelled to store their foreign reserve at a bank in Paris? Their own foreign reserve. They have to keep it at a bank in Paris. And when they need it, they will go to Paris and say, we need money from our foreign reserve. They, rather than give them that money which belongs to them, they receive that same money as a loan. 
And that loan comes with a humongous interest. Their own money in which France compelled them to keep at a bank in Paris. It's all part of the colonial strangulation of Africa that nobody is saying or doing anything about. Yeah, so, so I mean, when we, when we, I, I, I mean this like I did because um, I've said for a long time that it's not, it's not, sometimes we are our, are our own worst enemy. And I said that, <clears throat> I've made the statement in the past that from a revolutionary standpoint, if um, with, with the spirit of Shango, if I had all power with the spirit of Shango, I would go through and eliminate African governments first. Um, and don't get me wrong, uh, this is not one-sided. So I would eliminate the Negropeans over here too. As a matter of fact, and or before I even get to Africa, I would be eliminating the Negropean here. And then I would make my way to a Kebulon and wipe out the African governments and, and right. put some Shaka Zulus in power that I know are going to be for the people, by the people, and do everything for the people. So what we have is we have a situation where governments are selling out, and it's no different in this country. Our black politicians, we have over 10,000 black politicians in this country. They don't do a goddamn thing for us as black people. So it's no different. Both powers have sellouts working for them. Right. But you were actually there, brother. What changes can you see that need to be made? Because I've, I have, I'm not there, but just getting the reports like things like from this brother and and, right. and and what we know about how the colonial powers are able to even infiltrate into a Kebulon, they're getting help through those governments. Of what course, do you definitely. Think? definitely. And, and, and going back, uh, we have to understand that we need to stop perceiving these people, right, who are agents of our enemies as part of us. Because they're mm. not, they're even worse in many ways than the Europeans and the Asians. Because they will go at any length um, to destroy us. You know, even if it's to put our people in real change, they will do that, right? And that that's in America, that's in the Caribbean, and that's in Africa, right? So, mm. um, when I I know one thing, when I was there, right, Africa as a big as a big uh, uh, brotherhood and sisterhood mentality, right? When I was there, like when I went to the market, like I like going to the local markets. Like I said, I like to support their businesses, you know, local businesses over there. Yes. And they will come to me, you know. They know, like you know, because I'm I'm Yoruba, I'm not I'm not from Ghana. So I the first the first the, the first thing I'm, I'm Ghanaian, they will speak the. The language, I'm like, no, 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 I'm not. I'm Yoruba. It's like, okay, okay, don't worry, you're my brother, you're my brother. So there's a brotherhood when it comes to just being black alone. It's there. The connection is there. Whether you're in America, like, whether, like I, I have my sister, a couple of sisters, and my brothers uh, from America came with me. So just the fact that they were black, the connection was there, right? And they will tell you that, oh, if you was a white person, we'll charge, we'll, we'll charge you big. They'll try to give me a discount. They'll be like, oh, no, nah, no. Nah. I'm like, no, it's okay. I'll pay for everything. But it's there on the ground, like with, with us. But I feel like what can save us, one, is economics in America and on the in African continent. The reason why these people infiltrate Africa many times is because they, 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 they cripple us economically. And now economically, the government is not helping us in Africa. Same thing, the government is not helping us here. So now we have to learn to be self-sufficient. Now, the people that can save us are people like myself who are professionals 
who have some access, who have gained some access. Like I was working with, with I worked with, with several pharmaceutical companies. I had a six-figure salary. Um, I had bonuses. I I was good, but I wasn't satisfied. I knew I was still a slave because one, I was afraid to say certain things. I couldn't go on social media and like tell them like yo, like I hate these people. Like I don't like what they do to my people. I couldn't talk because I would lose my job. But I knew that the best way for me to do to start my own company and bring whatever I have to my people. So down there is not like, like, so now when it comes to uh, Africa, it's not as green as, it's not as bad or crazy um, as some videos might show, but it is bad, like in some areas, meaning like there's a lot of, a lot of our people are poor and a lot of our people are very rich, right? There are a lot of people, like I've been to weddings where I went to a wedding one time and they had champagnes on the tables. And I'm looking at, because me, I'm, I don't know, I'm not like a champagne guy. I, I just saw the bottle was very uh, colorful and fancy. I'm like, let me just Google the champagne. And it's like 500 tables. This is in Africa. So I looked it up. This champagne costs $2,000 for one bottle. This is not like a, in a club. No, this is just like regular price. $2,000. And this was on 500 tables. So there's a lot of Africans that they utilize to oppress other Africans. The same way a lot of Africans here on, the, on America that utilize to oppress us. Now, now, going back to the slave trade, is the same system. They use a few Africans as access to enslaving other Africans. And in Nigeria alone, there were thousands of documented revolutions on the beach area fighting to bring back their brothers and sisters that were taken to America and to Brazil, to other things. And some were successful. So now this was documented, but so when I tell people that when people say Africans sold other Africans to slavery, I'm like, look at our world today. These people are still selling us to slavery. It's the same system. They use those elites who buy two thousand dollar bottles, who spend money lavishly while their brothers is dying on the street, right? They use those same few elites to become the image of Africa and corrupt systems, right? Enslaving other Africans. But Africans, by our nature, that's not who we are. So these people are not our people, and they need to be removed. And now I believe that one is economics, but the, the, the third is like eventually it's going to lead to bloodshed because there is no freedom without, you can't get freedom without bloodshed. That's going to lead to that. But a lot, a lot of our people will die. Back. Back. A lot of people will suffer, unfortunately. And to be realistic, we can't, we can't escape that. Like to where we're going right now with the with the loans and all this stuff, a lot of our people suffer. But my thing is that at least we need to understand why we're suffering and utilize that energy for our freedom. Because what they're doing with what the Asians are doing right now in, in Africa and a lot of different forces, they're working together. They're not separate from the European powers. They're not separate from, from all these other powers in Africa, from French. They all they all the same team. It's all basically trying to create, um, break the peace of Africa. So when people complain about, talk about like how Asians are like coming to Africa, they didn't come there by themselves. They it's like a like a drug dealer. Like when you're selling drugs, and somebody coming to your territory, they in they in the British territory because the British allowed them to. The same way when the Asians come to America, they allow they're the ones controlling the the Chinese restaurants. They're the ones controlling the the nail salons. Because the government, the, the government and the Chinese government, the American government and the Chinese government has a contract to give these people loans. 
When you, when, if you're black in America, you could get $60,000 to buy a car, but you can't get $5,000 for, for to, 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 to open a business. Why that? Because they don't want to invest in your growth. So these governments are working together. And now when it comes to colonialism, when it left Africa, it is insane to think that a, go a government that is controlling you and oppressing you will just get up and leave and tell you, you know what? We don't want to oppress you anymore. The reason why they left Africa is because they knew if they, if they continue that form of oppression, they would lose power. Africans were already revolting. Africans were fighting back. So they, they needed to change the system of oppression. So what they did was they empowered certain, African, certain generals. They give them wealth. They give them money. They give them everything. They say, okay, you guys are going to be the new government in Africa. And while we're in Europe or wherever we are, we're going to be getting our resources from you. But you guys are going to look at look look as if like you control Africa, but we're the real kings and queens in Africa. Right? So, and that's what's going on. And the same government they still at that time, it still was in Africa today. So until this government system is removed permanently, our people will continue to suffer. So I think but the, the, the foundation of it has to start with economics because I don't think we get to a point where we could even do that if we can't do for ourselves. Because if, if you can't control the, the your water system, if you can't control the, the, the head, the, the what you breathe, if you can't control what you eat, you can't do anything. So now, uh, it's not it, it, physical, physical combat, all those things come after you have control of your environment. So um, I feel like first, we have to first learn to be self-sustained. We have to learn to take our own vitamins. We have to learn to take our own fruits. We have to learn to take our own shoes, our own clothes. You know, those kind of things need to be learned. And I feel like a lot of Africans, due to their experiences now with, with COVID and with this vaccine and everything going on, and especially social media, they're learning. So last point before I get so I, I, uh, now when Africans go to the media and they, they see brothers like you um, speak like you speak, they're like, whoa, like really? Like that happened? That's going on in America, you know? So that's like doing something to them. And I can see it in their faces. Like, I, I, I can see them, they, 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 a lot of them wear Black Lives Matter, you know, on, they have shirts over there. A lot of them have pictures of uh, Abla Luima, they have pictures of uh, our late brothers that just got shot by a cop. They have pictures of those kind of things on the continent because now, because of the connection that we have now via social media, they're starting to understand our true reality, you know. So, but, but like, everything starts with economics. You know, we have to solve that problem first. Yeah, that's a fact. Um, I appreciate that, um, um, Ola Yinke, and I appreciate your 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 um, your thoughts on this on this issue. Uh, I do want to open the floor, uh, D. Um, I'm sure you might have some questions. We do have we we got th this is the open floor part, um, Ola Yinke. So um, this is where we get into our conversation. The floor is open, uh, uh, D, and others. Uh, wealth, uh, if you would like to come up and. Uh, let 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 the bill begin. Well, I'll start out by saying, um, you know, from what I understand, you know, about the continent and you know the politics over there and the corruption and, and the governments over there, um, everything that y'all are saying is right on point. Um, so I appreciate the perspective from from the brother who's experienced, you know, both sides of the coin firsthand. Um, uh, yeah, I guess that's that's all, all I can really add is that, um, you know, I, I think. Uh, 
aside from just the economics and stuff like that, you know, we've got to start creating a, a uh, we got to start building a bridge when it comes to um, just the way that we socialize ourselves, you know, in our, in our communities and things like that. Um, I think there's some valuable, um, there's some valuable things that we can learn over here in terms of how, um, you know, like maybe the village mentality or just some, some of the community based, um, uh, uh, processes and how things are run, you know what I'm saying? Because over here, you know, with, with the self-hatred that we have, it, it turns us against each other just here in our own neighborhoods and in our own communities. Um, and I understand that over there it's a lot more communal and people are a lot more um, engaging with each other um, in their day-to-day lives. So, um, you know, these kind of conversations are beyond important, you know what I'm saying? So I, I appreciate uh, us being able to have it. So, uh, yeah, with that being said, man, I appreciate the build. We need to hold hands with each other. Those of us who are like-minded, who understand what needs to be done, we need to hold hands with each other. And like my page, you know, when I promote my products, I don't go around trying to sell to every black person. I don't expect every black person to support me because I know um, a lot of us are brainwashed. A lot of us, we work tirelessly to keep us in this condition, to keep us poor, to keep us in, in, in slavery. But I know there's enough amongst our people that are conscious, that want to see black people do better, that want to see in a, us in a position of power and liberation to get us as to get my company to a billion dollar level. A brother like myself should live in the wealth because if you notice in America, the people that they make wealthy are the weak people, the ones that don't speak up, the ones that are dance around, the ones that, you know, are clowns, the, the weak type of, because they know that they're, they're, they're not a threat. Money becomes a, a sword in the hands of the conscience. When you're wealthy you, and you love your people, it, like they've learned from Marcus Garvey. Look at Marcus Garvey. Look at it's only one man, and look at the kind of damage he was about to do to America, just based on the wealth he had. So that was why they keep any kind of success, any kind of uh, form of um, high-level wealth away from any African that depicts that image of strength, of love for the people. They want to keep those kind of Africans in poverty and poor, right? And what they keep wealthy, what they keep wealth is the ones that. We'll dance around, we'll do anything the white man says, you know, we'll just do it. So, again, we have to support each other and, and, and create this bridge to get us to a level where wealth can run through all of us, right? So, you know, I definitely, and I feel like this connection will definitely do that because a lot of wealth in Africa, a lot of people have money in Africa, a lot, you know, a lot of people have resources in Africa. So, I feel creating this connection. You know, in terms of not, it's not just going to elevate our minds and and give us more knowledge, right? And also challenge our thoughts, but also put create kind of network of wealth in our pockets as well, which I think is, is very. Yeah, you know, you know what, Ola Yinka, uh, huh? I would, I would ask another question you No, so I was just going to say, I, 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 you know, Ola Yinka, I, I agree. Um, my philosophy has actually changed over the years. I don't think that uh, if you're you're a warrior that you should necessarily be, you know, dead, broke and poor. Uh, as a matter of fact, I think we should be driving nice, living nice. Uh, that doesn't mean I need to be in a 12 bedroom home while people are starving, but it does mean that there's nothing wrong with having stuff. It does mean that there's nothing wrong with, with, um, you know, uh, like I said, driving nice, living nice and still, uh, but I, I also believe that, um, 
you and I, the one thing you and I have in common, we put ourselves in a position to where we can say what it is we want to say without, without really, um, with, without the repercussions that come with it. And what I'm talking about is being on that right. on slave plantation, being on that slave plantation right. and, 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 you know, having to mince our words or not do what is necessary because of the fear of being fired. Um, so I think that it's important that 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 strong black men, strong black women leadership put themselves in a position not only to live well, but to be able to do what is necessary without the repercussions that can come from being on somebody's plantation. So I totally agree with that. Uh, D, you had something and then we'll go to wealth and then Roxy. In terms of, uh, you know, uh, the uh, economic issues uh, on the continent, you know, the control of the resources. Um, I, I, I kind of make comparison to the uh, the worst the worst neighborhoods here in the United States that are you know poverty stricken. Um, they're disenfranchised from the rest of society. Um, there's you know people have have gotten complacent with barely getting by. You know there's food deserts where we only have access to you know uh, unhealthy food. Um, there's you know poor health care. You know, the whole gambit of, of issues that exist within the black community and uh, the way that that is um, exploited in the sense that they always pick out people in the community who are, you know, most anxious to change their situation in terms of being poverty stricken. And they provide them um, a destructive way out, a way out that seems feasible for them to be able to feed their families, you know, make some money. Uh, but at the same time, they exploit their own communities and, you know, create you know, uh, you know, crack-ridden communities and stuff like that, drug-ridden communities. So, you know, you got people, you know, you got drug dealers and shit who can become millionaires overnight um, while literally their entire neighborhood becomes dilapidated and, you know, crackhead-infested, you know. And so I kind of make the comparison um, on, on a micro level. That's what happens here in the United States. But that same European colonial power, they do that globally to where they just create a poverty-stricken continent and then, you know, pull out those people who, you know, are synonymous with the drug dealers here in the, in the, in the hood. You know what I'm saying? They pull those people out, you know, make them, you know, multimillionaires or whatever the case is as so-called leaders in the community so that they can exploit their people, um, you know, in the same way that, you know, we uh, further delineate our communities, you know, for, for a quick buck or whatever. So... Would y'all agree with the statement that Africa is like the ghetto of the world? Um. Wow. Um. I don't. I don't. I, I'll let Ola Yinka go on that. I don't necessarily. I don't necessarily uh, vibe with that. Um, only because. Only because I think that that's something that our enemy has. Um, it, it can't. The reason I can't vibe with that is because. Um, The most the most plentiful resources in the world is is in a Kevilan. So it, right. it, it's it's kind of like it's kind of like we can't call in one sense we can't call it the ghetto of the world when everybody is fucking trying to rape, rob, and pillage it for all of its resources. It's the most wealthy country on the world. They just don't know it's wealthy. Right, but that in the same way, in the same way, in our communities, people from all over the world come here to set up shop. Because we are the most valuable resource in this country. Facts. Whether it be our creativity, whether it be our buying power, whether it be uh, just our 
culture, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, they come, people set out to come here. They got whole business plans before they even ever touch foot on the continent to come over here to exploit our community because I think, um, you know, again, on the micro level, obviously we, we, we don't have gold under our feet, but, um, you know, on the micro level, I, I think they view our, our communities as resources and they just, they pillage the hell out of it, you know. Ola Yinka, you want to add to that? So, um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna exp I'm gonna explain this kind of because you know again like I said I've lived in both worlds and um, many mistake that we make in America is that we cut ourselves off as so like okay we are Africans in America. Remember, you only African American in America. You Africa to the rest of the world. So you might right. feel like somebody's the only the only the only, really, the only, yeah. the only place where African America sounds legit. It's in America. You can't go to anywhere in the world. You can say, you know, I'm African-American. They look at you like, what? It's okay, where are you from? Because you're African outside of America. Now, anybody comes to, to, to black people, in the, to Africans in America, and, 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 and takes, uh, takes from us, the same way they take from Africans in the Caribbean, the same way they take from Africans in, 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 uh, on the continent. And they come to America to set up shop, uh, not just because of Africans in America, but because of the European economic social system. Remember, Europeans don't just steal resources, they steal brains as well. My dad worked was a doctor and owned the hospital. And they gave us free citizenship because of that. So it wasn't because like they didn't want no, they wasn't just stealing oil and and all and, and gold from Africa. They're stealing minds and brains and scientists and lawyers and doctors. And, and 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 innovators and inventors as well. So the reason why they they they, they, they those Chinese Asians arrive from our community in America is because we're the weakest. Why? Because we're the weakest economic economically. Because anybody can be a rapper, anybody can be a hip hop artist, and you will lovely embrace them. You Eminem uh, um, Eminem could have like kids and be like, oh, I want my kids to be a rapper. They'll come over and take over the black culture like it's nothing. They have Chinese restaurants. In, your, in our neighbors in America, we, we we build them up. We give them our money willingly. If a black person in America was about to open shop, we will support them as much as we support uh, Arab. And it's no different from what we suffer in Africa as well. But the only reason, the only thing in Africa is like to say Africa is the ghetto of the world is insane. To able to say Africa is a total country is insane because, like my the brother said, all the resources in Africa. The, nothing runs without African resources. There is no cell phone. There is no internet. There is nothing without Africa. So the same way they oppress our people here in America, systematically, they use poverty as a form of, they weaponize poverty to oppress our people on the continent. So the example, like, super example, like if it was the, um, if you, you had a house and you had issues in your house, and you have no money in your house. And I come to your house and say, you know what? I'll give you $5 for your TV. You want to sell your TV naturally, right? I'll give you $10 for your fridge. You want to sell your fridge naturally. So easily, when they use poverty as a uh, uh, as, as a force against the people, they, 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 then they could come in and do whatever they want to the people. Now, that's one thing I said in the beginning of this video, that a lot of issues that we face in America is so not different from what we face in Africa. 
Like same way in America, whereas in American society, the black community is like the ghetto. When they say ghetto, they don't talk about Asians. They think black. Am I wrong? Like when somebody says, "Oh, you're acting ghetto," they don't they don't associate that with any group but black. Why? Because they they, they stigmatize us with poverty. It's not our nature. Now, because when you when you're free from poverty, when you have uh, a freedom of wealth and you, you you we support each other, we have money income streaming in our community. Now we can say what we want. Now we can say what we want without freedom of losing our job because why we feed ourselves. Right? Uh when we have when we have trading with Africa, now we could be more involved in African politics. Why? Because their money depends on our money. Right? So so my my, my point is that to kind of use the stigma that they've given us and utilize it to kind of destroy ourselves is what we've been doing for so long. Right? So so to associate poverty, to associate ghettoness, to associate any kind of negative. Um, stigma upon ourselves is doing their work for them, right? So Africa, I should say, Africa is the wealth of the world one. Um, and as a, a black person in America, I'm an American citizen, but I've never one day considered myself an American. I do not believe the black people in America are American Americans. They're only Americans in America because if you're an American citizen, you'd be proud to have an American flag on your doorstep. If you look in America, like I lived in New York all my life, in the hood, that you really see any any American flag, but go like twenty, like five miles to Bayside, you see American flags all over. Because why? You don't even need to be smart, because you don't get you're not treated like American. You treat like an enemy of American. That's why we are unemployed. That's why we're in poverty. That's why they kill us on the street because you're not treated like American. Now to say you're an American is to have the privilege of being American. There is no privilege of being America for any black person in America because you are an African in America and you're treated like an African in America. So that's my point. So if, if I'm wrong, I, I wouldn't know because I lived in America for like more than 25 years and I've never been treated like American. You know, so um, any kind of privilege that we have, we've had in America is because we live next to them. Right? They, they're always trying to package their deals like this is for everybody. But, you know, do not, mis do not misunderstand you are an enemy of America You are from day one, just from your birthright. The fact that you have the black skin, you are an enemy of America. You're just closer to your enemy. You're, just close, you, you, you're actually in a, in, in a battlefront. And that's why I feel like Africans in America, because of that experience and because of that knowledge, they are the key to the liberation of Africans around the world. You know, so that's my point, you know, with that. Well, you back? Yeah, I'm back. I'm back. I don't know what's going on. They they mess with me tonight. All right, go, but, ahead. Um, go ahead, brother. But yeah, so so you know, I was I was told a lot of those same misconceptions uh, before I immigrated here. Uh, family, they didn't know any better, and they said that uh, you know Americans were lazy, they were gangsters, you know, they, they they was always up to no good, and it was an attempt to like scare you into isolation. And when I when I got here, uh, it was completely different than my experience. Because in school, that's not what I saw. In my neighborhood, that's not what I saw. So, you know, and, and, and it was a fight. You know, it was a struggle trying to convince my relatives that what they perceived to be the truth and the actual truth was two different things. Um, uh, some years back, I was contracting um, for the U.S. government overseas. And I, I was in Afghanistan. 
and I was working with um there were some Kenyans there also working with us. And and it's crazy how they keep the separation in place at all times. Even though we were both doing similar jobs, the Kenyans were uh the the they they, they they were they had separate living quarters they weren't allowed to come into our living quarters and not even in that area uh we were doing the same some you know they were doing the same jobs as some of the americans but we were getting paid like five times six times as much as they were getting paid and the justification was oh if if the u.s paid them the same it would it would destable their economies which is bullshit right and um i also saw some things that that really got under my skin like when i would see the white american contractors you know, uh, real uh, disrespecting the Kenyans, and I would get involved because I'm, I'm, you know, I, <laughs> I, I was, I was considered an American. I'm gonna say it like that. I was considered an American, so, so I could, I could retaliate, whereas they couldn't, right? And 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 as soon as I, 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 I stepped to them, you know, they was cowards. They was cowards, you know, and they exposing the cowardice, you know, the Kenyan brothers, you know, they they, they kind of got in the, uh, uh, we, we bonded, we bonded, and then we started sharing stories and talking, and I came to realize that I was embarrassed at how little I knew and, and how much misconceptions I had about, about Kenya, right? The brothers were showing me their houses, and their houses was bigger, more beautiful than, than, than my house, and, and, and and they 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 communal that like the, the 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 culture of of community, right? Whereas like you know we don't so much have uh, communities. We got neighborhoods, right? Because it was it was broken down by the same system. You know what I mean? Like I, I they, they was like, hey man, come come to my city, you know, and show me pictures of their cities, and their cities is looking more developed than New York City, you know. And all of that was a culture shock to me because I, I didn't even understand that. I have been brainwashed so much by this system of white supremacy that that was that, like, like Yurima said, I, I I had the images of starving children with flies laying on the ground and stuff. And that was, that was the furthest thing from the truth. And they weren't offended when I started, you know, sharing that, yo, this is what they taught us. They kind of laughed about it and was like, brother, we understand. Like they lied to you the same way they lie to us and tell us that y'all all gangsters and, 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 and killers and, 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 it's this, and what I hear is it doesn't matter if it's in Africa, if it's in America, if it's in the Caribbean, it's the same system doing the same shit to keep us divided from each other. Right. So what's that telling me? That's telling me that that's the antidote. That's a big part of the antidote is coming together. And, 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 and like like the brother Olienka said, it's, it's, it's starting to build relationships with each other in these different geographical areas so that we can establish economic strength and build bonds. I mean, this I'm so glad that you came on tonight, brother, because because you just confirmed what I already saw with my with my own experiences. I just wanted to share with everybody else that that that's exactly what's happening all the time, you know. And and oh, one more thing. So when I when I when I when I emigrated here, the same thing happened. Oh, you 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 a banana boat. You came off the banana boat. You you a coconut, you know, and and that wasn't coming from white folks. That was coming from black people here in America, black kids in America. So see, the programming is the same on all sides to get us to turn against each other and 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 look down on each other. And 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 I think that you know this conversation is going to change a lot of those perceptions. Yeah, I thank you for that. Well, do you want to respond to that? Um, 
Uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, you definitely touch base. Definitely understand our unity in any compound of it. Remember, unity is more effective when people are like-minded to stay together, right? I don't believe every Af black people in America or in Africa need to unite. I, um, I do not believe that philosophy. I believe like uniting with just anybody would kind of cripple us. United with like-minded Africans is imperative um, for our liberation. Um, just a touch base on how they utilize this unity. And anything that they, they put so much effort into to stop shows that as the weakness. When Africans were brought to America, to Brazil, to all the Caribbean islands, when they saw that they spoke the same language, they would, they would divide them. They, they wanted to divide those ones that spoke the same language or came from the same place. On the, on the plantations, because that, that unity could lead to a revolution. That connection, that, 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 that bond, that brotherhood can lead to a revolution. So what they did was they would separate and they would mix people that didn't understand each other in the same plantations, right? So that they will be confused and maybe even fight together. And same thing with colonialism, when it took over, when it took over Africa, Nigeria is not natural. It's not natural. They put all those countries together. Ghana is not natural. They put all these countries together and regions that don't even know. Because remember, Africa is not just one place. It's just not one people. We have different cultures. There are parts of Africa that we, they don't even understand each other. Like they, they, they have different languages. They have different cultures and everything. And you just club them together. They're going to fight. So that, that, that system of colonialism is the reason why a lot of um, issues is going on today in Africa. A lot of issues between groups, a lot of issues between different sectors of what's going on. So even in America, look at Tupac and Biggie, entertainment industry. They're always, even though Tupac, you know, not to say, you know, I'm not, you know, there's just a Tupac didn't have a real problem with Biggie, but it was worse. It was a setup. They needed them to fight because it brings them more money. It brings them more entertainment. That that problem with them brothers and sisters and the problem with, with them uh, uh, um, black women and black men, the problem with the generational black kids and, and the, the, the grown men has to be there for them to remain in power. They need the black women to, 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 um, to ate the men. They need the men to ate the, the black women, right? So all this division needs to, like even in the gangs, like the Crypt of Bloods and all these gangs that had long rivalry, they're involved, right? They, they're very much involved in these rivalries that goes on like in Chicago, the gang members that talk about how they drop bombs. They don't know they, 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 they drop um, guns and 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 ammunition for them for free because they want them to kill each other and they instigate. They, they instigate warfare between them to fight. Same thing in Africa. Why do you think you see a poor African with a big gun, bazooka, but but his shirt is all ripped up. He doesn't have shoes. Do you know how much bazooka costs? Those things cost about thousands of dollars. They have machine guns, but, but they don't have money for food. Those things cost thousands of dollars, but they have it because they're dropped there. So all the people, they, they utilize the system. So that's why I say, I tell, I tell people, like, anything we're going on in America, that's going on in the Caribbean, that's going on anywhere in the world, that's why we need to be involved in each other's lives. We need to be involved in each other's world because our disconnect from our, our world, saying, you know what, I'm in the American community. Um, whoever's going to Africa is messed up, but that's nothing to do with me. I'm in, uh, I'm in Jamaica, I'm in Trinidad, whatever's going on in Africa or America has nothing to do with me, it's keeping us in this position, right? So that network needs to be there, that, com that communication needs to be there for us to 
get to where we need to be. Thank you for that, brother. I uh, appreciate that. Okay. All right. Okay. So um, before I go into reiterate what is the name of your vitamin company and if we can purchase it here or we have to purchase it from from your website what is the name of the vitamins please give me that first yes thank you for bringing that up i was about to tell this one olayinkaproducts.com um i think it'll be easier if you guys go on my instagram page and just click on the link on my instagram page on on, on, on the profile and and order from there so my, my Instagram is olayinka.products. Okay, so it's, it's your name, olayinka.products. Your yeah, yeah, so olayinka, dot products, P-R-O-D-U-C-T-S. So that's my Instagram page, and right on the profile, um, it has the link um, to my vitamin company and also my skincare company. So um, everyone is free to purchase. Um, I am big on reviews. I, you know, like I said before, you know, this is not just about supporting black business. This is also support about supporting good products, right? So I don't believe in just selling something to my people just because it's black home, right? It's important for us to also present um, superior and great products to our people. So I, I always uh, welcome great reviews. Um, good or bad, let me know why you feel. I'm pretty confident that you, everybody's going to love this, whoever purchased. Um, because, you know, not just the money that goes into this, but also the love that goes into making this product, this vitamins. Um, these vitamins are highly potent, pure, and I guarantee you within a week, within two weeks, even most of the month, um, you'll feel the change in your body. So um, I'm pretty confident that this, this will be the best vitamin that I think any of us have ever taken. Why? Because it is manufactured just for the black body, right? So um, once uh, you guys can go on my uh, uh, Instagram page, click on the link, uh, make a purchase, you know, and after taking a few days, a few weeks, um, get back to me, reach out to me anytime, let me know what you think. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Thank you. Olenika, are you, are you manufacturing that uh, in the States? Are you able to manufacture that? Are you doing it both? Can you um can you repeat that please? I said, are you able to manufacture them in both continents, in the states and in Nigeria? Yeah. So, so currently, um, all our vitamins are is manufactured in the United States. So, uh, in Nigeria, um, right now, our first goal we manufacture also in Ghana as well. We're working on our building a factory out there. Uh, but that's like a short-term goal for us. So we want to start at least that would be a spot for us in West Africa. But for now, um, you know, since my uh, connections and education stems in America, uh, we have a factory here. We manufacture here first. So eventually we are going to create something in Africa. But our vitamins does go to Africa, but we want to have a factory there as well. So where we actually, you know, manufacture over there. For African people and also for those here that want to, um, you know, benefit from that. So, like I was saying before, all our all our products are 
you know, again, when it comes to manufacturing those products as well, when it comes to getting the ingredients and making sure our ingredients stop notch, um, you know, is also we work with these governments in this in these countries as well. Um, you know, we need we, we pay a lot of people to make sure that we get the top ingredients. Uh, but again, I wanted to get the best for my people. So um, it takes it took me a longer period of time to make sure that we get the top notch ingredients together um, here in America. Um, and so when we want to start, when we want to when we want to open a factory in, in Ghana and Nigeria, those kind of countries, um, you know, we have to kind of get involved with the government, you know, to get access now, to get paperwork done, to get everything done. So, and right now with Ghana, and that, that's what we're doing right now in the process of in Ghana. But so far, all our skincare, all our vitamins, everything is manufactured um, here. And um, when you're talking about one of the things that really help us, especially with is the products, being able to use that, like hotel products, being able to sell that in Africa, you know, people that are on the ground there. That's something, that's another idea. I'm Pan-African, so I'm always thinking of ideas about what to do and how we can create that dynamic, that dialogue. And so you and Yurima even talking about this tonight, about how we need to continue to create that diet, that that dialogue, that energy where we are connecting because we're all connected all around the world. And that's one thing that more and more of us are waking up and understanding that when we see a black person, that's still a representation of ourselves, you know? Now, I don't want to sound um, like altruistic and I definitely don't want to sound egotistical because me being on the ground when I'm going to Africa, I don't bring the ego because I know that I'm there to learn as well as to give. But do you agree that um, the more black Americans that are on the ground in Africa can actually help revolutionize uh, the motherland based on us bringing our, our experience with the uh, colonizer? Because we have a unique experience here. You know what I'm saying? Um, and so do the people from the island, uh, different than, you know, than the our, our African brothers and sisters. And I think you were just talking about that a little while ago. So uh, more of us on the ground there, do you do you feel that we can actually revolutionize um, the energy as to what's going on? And that's what everything I've, I've been saying. Um, I feel like a lot of um, things that were taken away from us in America, we could get back by connecting with our brothers and sisters on the continent, right? Uh, a lot of African culture. So even for me, sometimes going to the continent, it's still like I learned so much, right? Because... There's some stories about Shango and Ogun and so many other about deities and ancestors that I never knew about. So I think like some Africans, by getting the experience from those in America, definitely will help revolutionize, you know, the movement over there. And they need that. They want to, and, and, and I'm saying all of them, but I do know a lot of them that need that connection. And by hearing stories, by actually having conversations um, with a lot of brothers and sisters in America, that will help them stand up. He had everything. His, 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 uh, his plan was efficient. And he said that, you know, Africa should wait because he had 400, like 100 million, you know, Africans in America coming over there for support them because uh, and Africans on the continent are not suffering. They are. But because the continent is so closed off, like in the Caribbean, you have, you still have, you still have connections. They, 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 they have to deal with the Chinese, they have to deal with the Indians, they have to deal with a lot of different groups come to dominate them. 
In America, we have of everybody in our communities dominating us. In Africa, even though those things happen, Africa is so big. People don't understand how big Africa is. Africa is so big that you might never see a white person for the next five years, right? Or there's some Africans that have never seen white people or seen any other person. So that the fact that they're cut off from the rest of the world from that aspect affects their experiences. So by connecting, but they do know something is wrong. They do know they're very conscious that there needs to be something done, but they just don't understand what, what is it, like what is going on. So they need that, that connection from our brothers and sisters um, in America. Um, and I think connecting with the right ones will definitely change things because there is a revolution breeding in America, in Africa. There's a sense of kicking every other group out going on right now in Africa. But like I said, they, they need some confirmation. They need some support. They need some energy. Um, and I think, like I said before, everything stems from being able to help them and feed them, feed family, and then create businesses and start jobs. Um, I, I, I actually own a, a, palm oil, a palm oil company in Africa, um, in Nigeria, and I employ about 50, 50 people um, in my company in, in Nigeria. And what happens, like, whenever I go back there and the the fact that I'm feeding families, the fact that I, I, I have a, 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 a company that I feeding kids, mothers, aunties, when I speak, they all are more inclined to listen. And they will move, they will, you know, they will, they will move as I move because they know that, okay, we are all feeding each other. We are all putting food on, our, on each other's table. But when somebody is, is, is hungry, and, and it's science, right? So when somebody's hungry, they go into a very primitive state. There's, there's certain parts of their brain shuts down. Um, and they, you know, when I say primitive state, it's a, it's a part of the brain that is focused on on, 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 on food and survival. So and that's what goes on in many parts in Africa and also in America as well. So when it's like, that now, when we have somebody doing two, three jobs to, to feed their family, they don't, they don't think about taking music lessons. They don't want to hear anything about the revolution. They want to hear anything about, you know, um, you know, stand up for black race. They're trying to eat, you know. So, um, so I feel like one, like I said before, everything starts from us feeding ourselves. Um, and two, also while we're doing that, also um, follow up with us after that deep connection, after that knowledge and relationships. The key to because I've never there's no other places in the, in the world where there's a lot of revolutions. Revolutions. As in, in, like revolutionaries as in America. You can't find it in the Caribbean. You can't find it in Africa. I mean, there, there's pockets of people in Africa and same thing in the Caribbean, but I feel the wealth of knowledge of African of African history, of African power, of African knowledge dwells right here in America. So that's just my, that's just my take on it. I will have to see colonizers, but they're not going to be my focus because there's so many more people there that I'm focusing on. I'm going to Zambia, you know, and but, um, you know, like, neither here nor there. But the last thing I wanted to ask you is, um, are they doing, are they doing crypto in Nigeria right now? Do they have it open where we can do that? Because 
using a VPN when I'm over there, I could use it for Nigeria. That's why I'm personally asking. Is crypto accepted in Nigeria right now? Yes. I mean, I, I, I would say, yes, yes, it is. Um, I would say it's, um, it's as, uh, as, it's, it's like the United States. It's not like there, there is some blockage, but it is in America. It's, it is in Nigeria and it's in, it's in Ghana as well. But it's not as popular as it is here or in Europe. You know, but I do think that is a good point. Um, you know, free currency is something that we could utilize, especially those of us uh, who wants to kind of like um, and actually step away from government boundaries and structure. I think that, that is definitely a, a, a good plan. Um, but I do believe that anybody that do need that needs to connect to the continent um, need to do their research. Basically, I've been understanding of what is it is going on in the region, how how things work in different parts of the region is actually important. I'm born in Nigeria, there's just some parts that I'm just like amazed at. Like I went to some place, um, some part of Nigeria, I'm with the, the, the location. We have we have seen like, like it is so beautiful. Like I'm like, whoa, like I and I live in Nigeria, but I've never seen this kind of place before. So um, so Africa is super, super big, and I feel like the map that they have right now of the world does not give Africa just they make Africa smaller um for you know their their uh to, to make themselves feel like they're, they're, they're bigger. But Africa is extremely huge. So I feel like if you want to help Africa, we got to plan it strategically. We got to understand how, not just the government, but how the, the, the community works, um, how the people work, um, how the land works. So all those things are extremely important. Uh, so as far as what you said about Nigeria, but yeah, definitely. But it's very limited. But the common Nigeria, majority do not have the knowledge of crypto. Going up. I think that that could be something that we could kind of introduce to them to help them out. This is Rocky X. Thank you. Thank you, uh, Ola Yinka. Uh, so we're coming up almost on the two-hour mark. Uh, Ola Yinka, any last any last things that you would like to say before? Because you've given us two hours, brother. I know um, I, we appreciate you so much for being on with us for the uh, <laughs> information. We appreciate you for the connection. This should be a lifelong friendship with us. Uh, but any last things you, you would like to say, promote your company, where can people find you? How can they connect with you? How can they get your vitamin product? The floor is yours. Yes, yes. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. I want to say that I love I love each and every one of you. I love, um, this is why I do this. Um, I love uh, my brothers in America. I, I do believe that my company thrives now um, largely because of my brothers and sisters in America, or my brothers and sisters in the Caribbean, uh, my brothers and sisters in, on the continent. So, like, this company is, is a, is a pan-African company um, that unites all black people. As you can see, even our, you know, and this is our body you see, as you can see on the body, you can see the pan-African flag, right? So we are one people, um, and we need to kind of spread this love to each other. And I will say this, right, before I, my company real quick. I would like to say this: If you meet any any African uh, from the continent, from the Caribbean, where, where they come from, and they have any negative, uh, um, you know, um, conversation with you, and they say things that maybe that upset you, uh, do not utilize them as a, that as the image of the continent or of Caribbean or wherever the case might be. They do not represent your continent. Always go to where the love is. Go to where the love is because. Um, a lot of brothers and sisters on the continent love you. A lot of brothers and sisters on the continent love you. Um, and I know a lot of brothers and sisters 
Americans in America that love me, you know. So we know it's good where love is, and don't use, don't, don't look at single people um, as the image of, 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 of what the continent looks like. So I'm gonna start off with that. But again, going to my product, my products, uh, I need superior. I'm not trying to sell it because you know that component, but they are, you know, my my brother over here to the to the amazing um, potency of our products. So my vitamin C, zinc, and all, and every, and every um, vitamins we make are the ones that black will need the most for their bodies. Like we have CMOS. Now CMOS, oh, I don't have the CMOS body here, but CMOS is, is extremely um, high in iron. Oh, thanks for putting that up. So that's my website. Um, go to www.olayikaproducts.com. You can get to my um, Instagram, .olayika.products. Um, and then, you know, click on the link, you know, make your purchase. Um, I look forward to your reviews. Uh, let me know what you think. I think you'll love it. I think once you, once you use one of our products, you're going to get hooked. You know, I'm definitely confident about that. Um, and also if you have a skincare company, I think, you know, you could, you know, once you go to my Instagram at onlineyaker.products, um, you can click on the, on, on, on the link and you get our skincare. We have organic skincare. This, this is, uh, the night cream, right? And this, this skincare is also only for, for black people as well, right? It's also for, focused on black skin, right? To remove wrinkles, blemishes, and things like that. So, you know, for our vitamins, we have our gummies, vitamins for adults. You know, a lot of people love that. So, and zinc, vitamin C, we have for our men, male investment, because this is very, very good, you know, because again, uh, we need to take care of our queens, right? We take care of our women. Uh, you know, not just you know in knowledge, but also physically as well. So we have everything that um, that we might need as people. So this is just a start. You know, we're going to be doing so so many great things, and I look forward to, to speaking more with uh with with everyone. You know, don't be afraid to go to my DMs, reach out to me, let me know what you think. Thank you so much, brother Olayinka. Thank you so much. We appreciate having you on. We're going to have you on again, brother. Just because uh, you know, black people have to be minded, so. We're gonna we're gonna have you on again, and uh, we'll be back up here. We know that you're gonna continue making moves. Um, we'll continue as well. And so with that, we're gonna get up out of here. You have a splendid rest of your night, brother. Thank you so much for everything that you have done, and continue to do for the community as a whole. And uh, we will have this conversation again. You and I will talk behind the scenes. Thank you so much on the Wake Up Radio. You're rocking with the brand. I am Yurima Karama. This is a Cindy Ashby production. And www, yeah, she's blushing behind the scenes. www.onthewakeupradio.com. Also make sure that you are connecting with us at otwtube.com. Uh, we're here every Saturday, 10 to 12. So with that said, uh, another shout out to our, our special guest, Ola Yinka. Uh, and his vitamin products and the work that he is doing, not just here in the U.S., but over in Akebulon as well. Uh, great connection. Um, and we appreciate you. Peace, prosperity, salutations. Until next time, we're out. Hey, Yurima Karama here with a quick infomercial. And I have a question for you. Are you tired of social media outlets that block real content? I mean, are you tired of your favorite internet truth teller getting blocked or put in fed book jail? 
Tired of making a comment and the algorithm quickly deems your comment to be offensive and takes it down? I mean, are you tired of making a post and a fact check pops up, making it look like your info isn't accurate, and then it turns out that the fact check is actually the lie? Are you tired of seeing white people get by with racist commentary or post and they never get blocked, but unapologetically black truth tellers are always having their videos taken down? Tired of having to wait a month or seven days or 14 days for your favorite social media truth teller to get their page back up because white-owned social media outlet owners take their content down whenever they feel like it? Tired of black people getting on white-owned social media outlets and finding out that the outlet is making billions of dollars, but you don't get one red cent of that money? Well, if you're really tired, then you should do as I did and make the switch. Yeah. Come on over to otwtube.com where your content and comments are actually accepted. Also, get the Eurema Karam app where you can stay up to date on real truth that lamestream media intentionally hides from you. Come on over to sites that accept you being unapologetically black. I mean, come on over to sites that love you being free to express yourself. This is why I took my aboriginal indigenous melanated ass on over to OTWTube, because I recognize the importance of freedom of speech. I recognize that I would be doing my ancestors a tremendous disservice if I stayed a slave on social media outlets that want to dictate what I say and when I can actually say it. If you're tired like I am, then make the switch now to OTWTube.com and get the Yurima Karama app. Tap into the truth, because that's what you deserve. I am Yurima Karama, and I approve this message. Look it up. Flawed individual. Thanks for keeping the lights on, Diang. Cindy Ashley Production. On the wake up.